Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Welcome along. Uh, what an episode this is. I don't think you're ever going to get an episode of this particular podcast that has got a wider spectrum of stuff that we cover than this episode. So you've got, on one hand, me and Richie at the Chelmsford Park and Ride car boot sale. Mm-hmm. The fallout from that, how much money we raised and because of your brilliant donations, etc. But then also within the same episode, we turn from the car boot sale, look to our right, and Hollywood superstar Hugh Jackman is there. I don't reckon, I honestly don't reckon that Hugh Jackman has ever been anywhere near a car boot sale. Well, we were saying when we were there, right, that it's such a British thing, yeah. right? That it's fantastic. Car boot sales are fantastic. It's such a big part of uh, British culture. Do they have them in other countries? Do, do Americans go and do a, a car booty in like a in like a big uh, Walmart car park? I feel like the closest they come to it is like a yard sale. Yards, yeah. That's but like that's, at the back of the end of your garden, Yeah, isn't it? but that's only because they've got the weather to just put all the junk out on the driveway. We couldn't, couldn't do that. You couldn't say, right, let's have a yard sale on Sunday. You yeah. get it all out and just hose it down. And they don't have... Uh, uh, people turn up with burger vans no. and doing sausage sandwiches at a yard no, sale, do they? No, so, exactly. If you're an American and you listen to this, get, get involved with the uh, car boot thing, do you know what I mean? Anyway, so enjoy this episode. It's the car boot Jackman one. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. On the way, find out how much we raised yesterday at our big car boot sale mm. in Chelmsford. But before we get into any of that, it was the BAFTAs last night. And you know what? I couldn't tell you who won what because I don't care. <laughs> I hate television awards things. Any, any awards thing that's televised is always excruciating and I hate it. <laughs> and by all accounts, the BAFTAs last night was excruciating to watch. <laughs> but I was seeing it right. Imagine, right, just fly a fancy, right? Imagine you did win a BAFTA last night for something in life that you do really well. Nothing to do with like telly or, or doing movies or whatever, but just something that you do well in your life. Like best, best omelette, best use of cheese in an evening dish. <laughs> Anything goes. Right, for me, and this will be borne out as we chat a bit later on about the car boot sale, I've had a lot of comments back from uh, home-time listeners. Best use of cast-off carpet in in back of car. You, I, you, you yourself were bowled over, weren't I you? I have to say, I have to say, the way that you had uh, not just cut it down to size, but uh-huh. made it look like that's how it came off the, the factory floor, I was astonished. It was unbelievable. I yeah. did offer you that I would make one for you, but you're yet it's to fine. come back to me on that. No, no, I'll come back to you now. Honestly, keep the gift to yourself. It's very kind. Well, you kind of liked it that much. <laughs> uh, is there a thing that you do well that you think that you might have won a BAFTA for last night? Uh, best use of radiators around the house. Honestly, the amount of washing <laughs> that I can get through over a weekend is astonishing. Okay. I will be down Saturday morning, all the clothes will be out on the floor in the kitchen. I will divvy up all the different loads they're going to be and then I'll know that that's got to get on, that's going to finish at that time, then that can go on that radiator but I'll get that load on, which means that one will be off by that. Is it Widow Twanky? I, I, I'd say it is. The Widow Twanky Award. Yeah, she won it for ages but now it's me. So this isn't best uh, bleeding of the system over a prolonged period of time? No, no, no. Different category. Use of radiators for drying clothes. Fantastic. And the nominees are... <laughs> Uh, Darren says he he won the BAFTA last night for best getting a pointless answer on the first go. That's good going. He actually says the the first wipe, which I think must be a type of phrase. Very good. Uh, Duncan has picked one up for knowing which bin week it is automatically. That is a skill. Wow, best bin captain. I admire him for that. I have to have a reminder in my iPhone that will go off fortnightly as to what week it is on a Sunday night. For me, it's just Wednesday morning. 
And we get we get both things done, recycling and everything. They've made it incredibly simple for you us. You are in very, Ed. very fortunate because I don't think that's the case for the majority of people. You're a lucky man. <laughs> My back gardener that like uh, what was the lotto lout called? Paul Carroll. <laughs> like his back yeah. garden. Uh, and knowing your strengths and your challenges, I think you would struggle with bin week. I'll take that as a backhanded compliment. <laughs> it was. Uh, Toffee says uh, I pack a lovely bag at the weekly shop. It's like Tetris. How I managed to fit everything in. No one else gives a monkeys though. Uh, then says a bad word which I nearly said. Uh, Gemma says thanks for that. Put it, put it in the form of an award Paul, uh, Toffee. Uh, Gemma says uh, she won BAFTA last night for holding a sink perfectly level to the wall whilst it gets installed. Hey if you want something level it would be a sink. That's for sure. Uh, Colin says I'd like to thank the British Academy of Dads and Husbands for this highest density of clothes in the washing machine awards. <laughs> And to my beautiful wife and family, I definitely did it without you, as you, if you were there, you would have said, what the hell's going on? You're going to break it. <laughs> Imagine you won a BAFTA last night for something that you're just good at doing in the house or something like that. Tell us about it. Nate has uh, picked up a nod for making spaghetti bolognese, which is quite some best, claim. Best spaghetti bolognese it's for what Nate. what he's saying. I think there's a lot of people... I'm just going to say it as it is. I'm a bit tired today. Say it as it is. There's a lot of people who think they make the best spaghetti bolognese, and they really don't. Well, can I just say with that in mind, you did disgrace yourself after a few drinks in the bar in front of Nate and, you know, saying a few nasty things on the dance floor last night that you, you never should have won, it was robbed. Some Stop. people can't take awards graciously. Well, just don't do it whilst they're celebrating. <laughs> Maybe leave it till social media cowardly a couple of days after. Sorry, That's no. what everyone else does. Uh, we've got Nicola on the line. Nicola, what BAFTA did you win last night? My BAFTA was before remembering all the family birthdays um, without the use of a calendar. So I'm quite often referred to as the family calendar. Brilliant. So just to confirm, the award would be uh, Nicola won... Uh, Best memory of family birthdays in brackets without the use of calendar. Yes, it's niche, but it's mine, so I will take it. You know those awards <laughs> at the back? They do a load of other awards at the beginning of the BAFTAs that you don't see. Yeah, never get televised. Never get televised. No <laughs> offence, Nicola. That'll probably be on that bit, I think. <laughs> no offence, Matt, at all, because, uh, Nicola, I need someone like you in my life. I'm awful at that. I, they're, they're all in a calendar. I could not tell you, um, under any sort of pressure whatsoever, what family birthdays I, were on what day. I can't even remember young kids. To come see. If push comes to shove, I can't remember the date, the year or the date. Isn't that terrible? Oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's small, but I keep the cogs turning, so it's not too bad. <laughs> Great. And go on then, we're going to test you. Uh, your mum's birthday. 17th of November. Look, that wasn't it's even good. a pause. Really, really good. Really, <laughs> wow. really good. Well done. Bizarrely, that's the same day as my mum was. was. Oh, oh, my God. What's that's going insane. on there? <laughs> Do you know the star signs, then, in that case? No idea. Nicole? Oh, not too good with that one, no. Achilles not heel. A, Achilles heel. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. The official soundtrack to Monday Night and what a Monday night it is. Hugh Jackman, Hollywood hunk, on this show after five. And what a Sunday morning it was at the Chelmsford Car Boot yesterday that uh, we went along and did. And a massive, massive thank you uh, to those of you who turned up and spent... £1,700 of your own money uh, that we are giving straight to our Cash for Kids charity uh, on Amazing. the stuff that we were hawking yesterday. What a morning. Uh, it was unbelievable. The, the weird thing was, right, we were allowed to set up from 7 o'clock mm. and then um, the public aren't allowed in until 9. Mm. But you can see them all lining up. Yeah. A little bit like The Last of Us, just against the fence. <laughs> And then something happens, there's like a, uh, you know, like a flare goes up in the air and then everyone just tears down the alleys and, and starts looking at stuff. And we'd sold 
probably half of what we had in the first 25 minutes. Yes, and, and, and came back with practically nothing. Literally nothing. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, we, were, we were so underprepared. I mean, thank goodness you did take down your, your camping table. Yes. <laughs> it didn't look like it was big enough, though, did it? <laughs> it really did not. Everyone else so, so, like, uh, set up with tables or massive tarpaulins, and we've got your gaming table. Yeah. And then all sorts of stuff just laid out on the tarmac next door. I have to say, though, it was quite tiring, wasn't it? It was. There was a lot of standing up. We did have a sausage sandwich to kind of keep us going for a little bit, yeah. but... Uh, I felt I had to sleep on the floor when I got back. <laughs> yeah. little, little sleep in front of the Sunday telly. Uh, but we were given that two-week ultimatum by our boss to clear out that cupboard, which we have done, and we've got £1,700 for charity uh, for doing just that. So a massive, massive thank you for those who spent and for those who came. It's a great day. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Flight of Fantasy in this first hour, right? Imagine, imagine for a second you won a BAFTA last night, but not for, like, TV or film or something. You won it for... Just doing something good in your life. For example, Joanne from Southport says, I'd won, uh, I'd win a BAFTA for the best cat obstacle course made out of cardboard boxes. What? Answer the question, what BAFTA did you win last night? Uh, Mark and Helen are, are putting forward uh, a new naming of this award. It's called the NAFTAs. Like that. Uh, Mark says, my wife won one last night for cooking the best frozen garlic breads. I picked one up for fitting Ooh. a king-sized non-fitted bedsheet the best. That's very, very tough to do. It's quite a skip. <laughs> Incredibly competitive category. Uh, Julie says uh, she would win the BAFTA for best meatballs under duress. A lot to unpack in that one tweet. Yes, there is. Uh, Neil, what are you winning? The award I'm winning is for making the best Yorkshire pudding for a Sunday dinner. Because when I made Sunday dinner yesterday, my wife said, this is the best Yorkshire pudding I've ever had. So I win. So you win. So this is a niche category because you you've won and well done on the BAFTA, but you've won best Yorkshire pudding in in a, in a Sunday roast in brackets. Yes. So it's like in a continuing drama. <laughs> so yeah, also, I'm from Lancashire, not Yorkshire. What what does that mean then? Well, it's not a Lancashire pudding. They make them in Yorkshire. It's Yorkshire pudding. I'm from Lancashire, so I win the white rose and the red rose. All right, well, let's not start all that off again. <laughs> War now, of the Roses kicking back off. Now, Neil, look, um, t- tomorrow is Pancake Day. Um, it's exactly the same thing, same oh, batter. Yeah. One of them done in a ramekin, one of them in a frying pin. Frying pan. <laughs> frying pin. What? Frying pin, that's easy for you to say. Isn't it? <laughs> um, do you make a good um, pancake? Of course I do, yep. Yep, I make very good pancakes as well. So you're in the, you're in the frame for the uh, maybe the Golden Globe for the pancake thing then? I would say I'm, being, I'm, I'm not in one for being the best tosser, but if that be... <laughs> well, we'll ask your other half about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going on tonight on the isn't show, it? isn't it? Isn't it, it all really going is, on? Yes. Cheers, it is, Neil. Bye bye, Neil. You guys. Well, right out. Cheers, bye. This is the Daily Takeaway. It's home time. Hugh Jackman is with us, but we've started off by doing impressions of the late, great um, cricket yes. commentator, Richie Benno. Yeah. Welcome back. 222 <laughs> for two. Because I'm not really a... Ru- I, don't, I don't play cricket. I don't really know anything about cricket. What, what position What position are you at cricket, uh, Hugh, uh, play? I'm a batsman, and I usually field in slips. This is okay. so unprofessional. Can you do a... Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I, I have oh. most of my most of my impersonations are from Billy Birmingham. Do you know Billy yeah, Birmingham? Yeah, who yeah, yeah. Took on? yeah, Yes. Who's Billy Birmingham? Typical stinking hot day here in India. 
Oh, we've done so much prep for the sun, and we'll, we'll get on to it. But um, we derailed an interview just by doing Richie Benno impressions. Well, it's, it's amazing so to me. I've met a man who was named after Richie Benno yeah. in yeah. England, <laughs> and I just, oh, I just want to hug your, your mum and dad. I, or was it your dad, really? It was dad, yeah. yeah. got it. So the main takeaway is that Hugh Jackman wants to hug your dad, if you can just tell that <laughs> yeah. away from this interview. Uh, Hugh, it's great to have you here. Um, I was just looking on, on your Instagram on the way in uh, to work today. I would say, looking at what you get up to in terms of the promotion for this great movie you enjoy what you do yeah you have a good yeah, time man. you, oh, you yeah. feel blessed to do what you do it seems like you have a good I some people seem like a bit of a chore but you seem to love it which oh, is good no. you mean the promoting bit promoting or the... bit just anything that's involved in this line of work i love it all yeah. i mm, no not all but i <laughs> i love the filming bit i love the preparation for it the rehearsal and i love the promoting of it i love traveling uh, i particularly love being here yeah and I, one of the reasons, honestly, why I did this movie, Bush, was... Yes. <laughs> I'm not named after anyone in particular. <laughs> George okay. W. Bush and... Bush and... What was it? Richie Banner. No, Bush and... Bush and Felt. Bush and Felt. Bush and Felt. Um, the one, honestly, one of the reasons I did it was because I, I really felt these are conversations that are hard to have, that we need to have in homes, in society in general. So that I, I'm thrilled that you have me on here and I'm thrilled that we get a chance to talk about it because I know we're mainly here to have a laugh and to entertain mm. people but there's there comes a time, even with our best mates, even when you're at the pub having a good bit of a banter, sometimes we need to really find space to talk about things that are really affecting us. Because men are quite bad, aren't they? We've seen we men are. are quite bad at talking about stuff like how they we're feel. The and I've learned so much about it doing this film and... Uh, and it's we are bad. We we do a lot of banter. It often goes as deep as "Hey, you doing? Yeah, no, good, good. No, yeah, I, you know, it's got some struggles at work, but I'm I'm fine. It's fine, fine. Yeah. yeah, everything's fine. Everything good at home. Yeah, no, all yeah, it's okay. No, no, we're fine. It goes about mm. that. By the way, I've learned since learned the word "fine" is the biggest red flag you'll ever hear. <laughs> oh, right, so it's the one to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, but it, now that I know it, you watch how often people will say "fine." And the advice I got while I was doing this movie was if anyone says fine, you just stop everything, just say, sit down, what's going on? Yeah. And you will always dig under there's something bad going on for them. We say about how much you, you enjoy what you do, um, but we, we speak about the film, it's got so many different layers. You've got the relationship between a father and a son, mm. um, divorce, parenting, mental health. You enjoy what you do, but surely this, this must have been one of the most intense mm. projects you must have worked on. Yeah, it's intense. Every day was intense. It's dealing with a 17-year-old, my son, who has acute depression. You don't know why. You never really find out why because often there is no single why. Mm. And it's really a film about how it affects everyone around them. And my character is constantly trying to fix things, make it better. I can save my son. I can get him out of this funk. I can, I'll be the one to do it. Yeah. And as an audience, you watch the water rising around him, even though so he's feeling in control and so every day on set it was it was emotional it was intense and also there was this feeling I had to have as a character where no it's going to be okay it's going to be okay and as an actor it's kind of what you want you you I mean we could just I could act all day long just us having breakfast and having a bit of a chit chat yeah. or doing whatever but yeah. in the end I want to do things that move people make them laugh make them yell or whatever or, or make them cry that's what we want to do and but it's hard but I like there's it an, there's an irony in, in what you're saying about like you know wanting to fix things and all this and you know the three of us all here as, as, as fathers like you've obviously been involved in, in, in superhero movies but like we put this pressure on ourselves right. as, as as fathers to to, to 
be the ones like, you know, we can fix this and all that. And at times, there isn't necessarily always the fix that, that we can do, is there? No, and, and being vulnerable about that, mm. I've, I've learned that. I've changed as a parent from doing this movie. I have a 17-year-old and a 22-year-old, so I think I was guilty of being a bit of the mindset of don't burden your kids with your problems or, you know, they want to see and feel strength. They want to feel safe. Like, don't worry, you're the captain of the ship and I know where we're going. But I find that if I say, you know what, guys, even in an argument, I'll go, I, I don't know. I've never done yeah. this before. Mm. I've never been a parent before. I don't know what the answer is. It really disarms them. <laughs> and and it can start a real conversation yeah. where you're including them. And, and so it's true. Often you love that kid more than anybody. You actually know that kid probably more than anybody. But there's yeah. a line in the play, love is not always enough. And we have to rely on our village. And sometimes you need to get advice from someone who's not so emotionally involved and invested. So there must be a lot of parents who are going to watch this film. There's a lot of parents who will be listening to this, this interview. And they'll be in the same kind of situation where they don't, they don't know what the right thing is to do. And you get right. this battle between, say, and this is what's borne out in the movie, between medical professionals and, and what your child is telling you. Yes. And that's a huge thing for parents, isn't it? Like the, the kid says, I'm fine, I don't need this treatment. And the doctors are giving you different advice. Yeah. There's a real conflict with that, isn't there? A huge conflict. And and it's okay not to know. Yeah. I think that's what the movie's trying to say. It's really trying to... You can see both points of view. Like, there's a psychiatric scene where the, the, the boy's been admitted into a psychiatric hospital and the doctor's saying, keep the child here. And the son is begging the father, don't abandon me here, I'm fine. No, 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 it was... A, I, I take me out. And you feel the pull and the push and what do the parents do? Do I... My son is begging me to take it. I know you can help me and or the professional and you don't know what to do and that's okay. It's okay not to know. That's, I guess, what I would say. But it is something I think parents will... It's confronting, but it's really something we have to confront. But there's no, there's no like, training for parents. I remember at school being taught to make a pencil case or make a PE uh, bag for PE <laughs> with drawstring with me initials on the front. Uh, but you don't get any kind of, like... They don't give you the chat about down the line you might end up being a parent. There's no, there's no manual for it. I guess that's the no, kind of problem. No, there's like, no manual. And there's a million books. And I... It's funny when you become a parent. I... I became very much like my father when I became a parent. And my wife used to call me Chris, right? You know, oh, hello, Chris, because he loved a recipe. Give me a recipe and I'll follow it, right? Mm. So I had, I remember I had all these books by my bed, all the classic books, a baby, what to do raising them, and, and I'm reading them. And I was like, no, no, Deb, it says here on page 34, we're meant to da 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 <laughs> yeah. And I remember my mum pulling me aside and said, oh, she said, she calls me Hubie. She goes, Hubie, that's... Uh, it's wonderful you're reading those books, but I, she said six kids. She said, it's wonderful you're reading those books, but I just want you to know your kid hasn't read them. <laughs> That's full advice. It's That's interesting, advice. obviously, the, the, the film, the play that was from called The Sun, and, and you've got the relationship that your character has with your son, but obviously um, your character has a father, played right. by Anthony Hopkins, and mm. there's, there's that element as well. Like We, we are shaped by, by what's gone before, yeah. all of us, in, Richie, in what we do. You're spot on. It becomes about halfway through the movie. You, you, my character goes to see mm. his father. You're the son. And for the first half of the movie, it's centred around this boy, so you just assume the boy is the title of the movie, and then all of a sudden, as you said, you know, we're all still children. Mm. And we, whether we like it or not, we carry internal voices from our parents. We carry scars. We carry the wonderful things, we, all the good things we get. But all of that is carried for our entire life, whether we have children or not. Mm. And when you have children, out they come. They come out to play. <laughs> and you can say to the cows, come home, I will not do this. And before you know it, in an argument, uh, words have come out of your mouth that are exactly the words you heard yep. and hated growing up. Yep. You know? it's, it's almost inevitable, isn't it? Yeah, and to be 
really serious because I think this is a serious topic. When somehow traumas are passed down from generation to generation and it's so hard, it's like a wildfire goes through. It's really, really hard, no matter how much we consciously try to put your hands up and it takes incredible courage to stand up to that wildfire and to say, it stops with me and it takes help. Um, For me, I'm getting help with a therapist around it and understanding and reading and listening and humility. Yeah. And it's really, really hard. One final thing, bit of a gear change here, Hugh. So we thought, seeing as you were in, we do this thing on the show every Tuesday night called Toasty Tuesday. It's a highbrow show, but you knew that. Uh, basically, every week we take suggestions from hometown listeners about what makes a great toasted sandwich, and we try it out. Now, we have a dear mutual friend, the lovely Kiana Settle, yes. who was on the other week uh, suggesting a Hawaiian uh, toasted sandwich. Um, it was pretty awful. Scrambled egg and spam was her wow. suggestion. I know. Mm. Oh, she's told me about that one, actually. So, yeah, we <laughs> cooked everyone. it. It was pretty bad. So we, we thought um, if there was a, a Hugh Jackman, a Jackman uh, toasted sandwich that we could make later on in the week, if you give us a suggestion now, we'll make it for you. Cheese and chutney. Cheese and chutney. Don't, don't get fancy with your toasted sandwich. Okay. Keep it basic. It's got to be a good cheddar, ta- like tangy, like strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a little bit of chutney. So just chutney-wise, because there's loads of different chutneys out there. They've almost got a bit too fancy with chutneys recently. They're too fancy. I just grew up... I've got English parents, so they bought the whatever the whatever the one you're going to get at Tesco. Cathedral like City. It's, what is it, like a fruit chutney? It's not mango Oh, chutney. sorry, I'm, I'm still thinking cheddar, sorry. <laughs> He's obsessed with cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the cheddar has got to be... It's got to be sharp. Okay. Sharp okay. cheddar cheese. So we're, we're going to make the Jackman oh, on we were. Thursday. Do you mind us calling it the Jackman? Oh, please. Fantastic. And now I'm, I assume it's standard butter on the outside of the bread. Butter 100%. on the outside. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, we'll keep you posted. Uh, Hugh Jackman, thank you so much. Brilliant <laughs> to speak to you. Go and see the sun. I love that you are reinventing Taco Tuesday to Toasty Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about that in America? Yeah. Okay, you're good. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Hugh Jackman, one minute. Car boots, the next. It's just how we roll, mate. <laughs> it's been quite a show. Uh, thank you to everyone. Well, thank you to Hugh Jackman. Uh, thank you to also to everyone who came down yesterday to uh, Chelmsford for the car boots that we were doing, given that uh, ultimatum by our boss to clear the cupboard uh, of the tat in the studio next door ahead of our uh, move later in the year. Uh, and £1,700 Can't believe raised. It. A, a, a great triumph of a day, really. Uh, Robert says on Twitter, love that you lot were selling Dave Berry mugs, uh, which, is a, which is a good point. I, I've replied to him saying we're an officially licensed vendor, actually. <laughs> and Dave very kindly... <laughs> Uh, gave us the mugs to sell, along with a load of other items yes, as well, which, which is an amazing thing from him on The Breakfast Show. Uh, it was going amazingly, though, until uh, Richie did this in terms of mugs. Final mug. Oh, my words. You sell that for a fiver, broken by Richard. Yeah, official broken by Richie mug. If I sign it, do you want it? Yeah, if I sign it, I'll buy it. There you go. In fairness, it's a clean break. That'll probably clean break. Yeah. It's a clean break. You need no, broke a mug signed by a mug. Oh, you've been banging on about this all week. There you go. Get heckled by the public. <laughs> now listen, I know. <laughs> I can see the little smug grin on your face. You rather final mug you, straight off the. You're side. rather pleased with yourself for capturing <laughs> that. Can I just point out, if that was an episode of The Apprentice, I reckon Lord Sugar would be saluting me for still being able to get five pounds for a broken mug. Oh yeah, Claude would be all over it, wouldn't he? <laughs> This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
Very grateful, by the way, for the support that's come in for me over the last ten minutes after you outed me uh, for smashing an absolute radio mug by mistake at our car boot yesterday. Unbelievable. The final one we had as well. Final mug. Still got five pounds for it. That's the important thing. Many other... I bet you've smashed stuff. Loads of people coming in with uh, smashing... Smashing stories. Smashing. They're smashing. <laughs> uh, Debbie says, the whole of a Yankee candle display 15 oh. years ago. I am the reason they have a do not pick the candles up by their lid sign now. Uh, Joe even says that yesterday was reorganising her home office, knocked the monitor over onto a cup of tea, oh. but didn't realise until she went to use it this morning, the monitor now has got black lines all the way down the middle, completely useless. Sure, I, I was, I don't, if we go in the hallway here to go make a cup of coffee, I'll always pr- practice bowling. Yep. Even though I'm not a massive cricket fan, and weirdly enough, we were talking about Richie Benno earlier on with uh, <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman. But I, I did the, I, we, we'd bought, me and my brother had bought a real cricket ball, which we were slightly obsessed with when I was a kid. And my dad said to me, don't, don't practice bowling in the hall because mm-hmm. you're going to do, so, do some damage. And I was like, hey, I'll be absolutely fine. Went to do a bowl, over the top, cricket ball smashed the light to pieces <laughs> above us. And my dad brings it up. He brings it up like uh, twice a year. <laughs> still to this day, I'm 47. He still keeps bringing it up. Donna has got in touch. My hotel chocolate velvetizer cup. I hadn't even used it. That's the worst thing, not even had a chance to <laughs> use it. Exactly. Uh, Stefan says, I bought a nice new set of plates ready to go in my new flat. They sat on the side for four months until moving day survived the move itself. It wasn't until I was washing them up before the first use I managed to knock two together and smash them on the draining boards. <laughs> there's, there's so much pain in that little text. Accidental smashing. Sarah, what did you do? A wash basin in a hotel room. What are you doing, trashing it like a rock star or something, Sarah? <laughs> Not. I wish, actually. That would make a far better story. But um, no, a call of nature... And no toilet in the room. It was shared amenities, and I just couldn't be bothered getting clothes on and finding my way down the hallway. Um, So I thought, I'll just sit on the basin. Nobody (laughs) would know. (laughs) It's good for your self-esteem when that baby goes, isn't it? (laughs) And regrettably, midstream, Mm -hmm. it crashed away from the wall. (laughs) Yes. It was very painful. I was about to say, like, oh. I was just thinking of the physics of this. That sounds painful. That sounds terrible. It, it is. It was. It was not pleasant. Um, and I just, I just sat there thinking, what the hell do I do now? Because it, it's not so like something you could say. Oh, it just fell off the wall. No, you've got to come up with something, haven't you? I, I mean, I don't know about that, the hotel chain you're staying in. It sounds like Tenko. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful. A beautifully quaint little hotel, um, very old-fashioned and and um, and glorious restaurant, which is why everybody <laughs> goes there. But uh, spent yeah, all the money on the food, didn't they? Day. Not on the basins. Brett <laughs> 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 and I had too much coffee yesterday when I smashed that mug. That's what was going on at the car boot sale. Please, please look on Twitter at Absolute Radio. Just if that was to be slowed down, that your positioning of that mug was outrageous <laughs> on the corner of that table. Very jittery hands. I was going to have too much coffee. It was early on a Sunday morning. Asking you what you've smashed. Uh, accidental stories. Ali, what have you smashed? I smashed the car windscreen with the hitch trimmer. Oh my word! How did this uh, accident come about? Mowing the lawn. Ali, what's going on here? This sounds like a You've Been Framed video. <laughs> mowing the edges, uh, mowing the lawn, neatening up the edges, flicked up a stone, bang, bosh, bush, through the window. Well, do you know what? Weirdly enough, right, when, I, when I've walked through uh, supermarket car parks before, I mean, sometimes you accidentally kick a pebble. 
mm. and it like bounces off the ground and, and hits like the wheel of a car. Oh, that's close. Yeah. It's like that, isn't it? It's kind of there's nothing to do with you really. It's just an accidental bit of chaos. Yeah, theatre complete, just straight through it. That's a good one for the insurance company. How did you do it? Hedge trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're unlucky there, Ali. There's some stories coming in, but I think you need to be a little bit easier on yourself. Yeah, don't put yourself down. Well, I don't blame myself. I blame the wife. She parked the car in front of the lawnmower. Okay, there now we you're go. On dangerous ground. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. Well, there you go. There's the show. Uh, and keep an eye out on our social platforms for added little extras, not only stuff of, uh, say, Richie breaking uh, the final cup that we had, but also uh, extra bits of Hugh Jackman doing impressions uh, of... Quite a big part of the start of the interview was uh, Hugh Jackman doing Richie Benno impressions, which is a great <laughs> thing. One thing, going back to the juxtaposition of the two, uh, car boot and Hollywood, we did make a mistake, though. Obviously, we got ourselves as tired as we've ever been in our lives, so mm. that we looked so bad when we were interviewing Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Just... Do you know what I mean? Awful. The state of the pair of us next to next to him in the photo. We look like a different species. <laughs> I can remember the the at the end of the chat. The end of the chat. Uh, like you know, we're, we're off air. Songs playing, all that kind of stuff. You, you shake hands with the guy, and then sort of like ushering out of the studio. And I put my I put my hand on his his left uh, bicep. Oh yeah. My word! It's like some kind of like. <laughs> Some, some piece of meat that you'd get out of the butchers. He's it's ripped. incredible. He's ripped. I was looking at his stuff on Instagram before he came in, because I think I might fancy him a little bit, and he does, like, loads of swimming and stuff. And he just waits. <laughs> does he? And he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming back on again now.